Hey everybody, it's Connor. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for an amazing year of drama. Before we say hello to 2024, we've got one more episode for you with Paul Schwenson. You're going to love him. You're going to love the show. And I want you to resolve one of your New Year's resolutions should be to become a member of Drama Plus. That's our Patreon, where every single month for only $5, you get extra episodes where Dylan and I talk to each other, little twin talks, and you get added to our Instagram close friends. And to top all of it off, you make us the happiest twins in the world. So thank you for listening to our show. Go rate us five stars wherever you listen to it and become a member of Drama Plus. Make that your New Year's resolution. Thank you so, so, so much. See you in the new year. Enjoy the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste it. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, it's the last podcast of 2023. Oh my God. I feel like the years go faster and faster and faster mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. When we, you know, when I look back at the beginning of the year and I'm like, wait, who do we even have on? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, oh I, mean, so I, I could though. never quiz you. I could never quiz you. I used to know in order every single guest the week and everything that they came out but it's That's become amazing. too many well, at this point because it was it was like that though it was guerrilla style booking like we were like yes. you know it was so hard in the beginning i mean it's still hard sometimes too but i'm nostalgic oh that this time of year leads to nostalgia for us but i definitely have not gotten tired of it there's still so many people that i'm like we need to have them we need to have them you know that's <laughs> I when know. i think we'll be done is when we're like well we've talked to everyone we wanted we want to talk to. to. Mm-hmm. I know. How fun is it that we're at a point where we're like, well, let's just have them on because we want to talk to them, not because we need a guest this week. You know what I mean? That's really cool. I'm Period. proud of us for that. I'm proud of us yeah. for that. For sure. That's so it's amazing. Yeah. And it was, we're heading into 2024. I mean, we've already got some really fun stuff lined up. I mean, not to say that we're we're not ending the year with a bang with today's guest. Oh, period. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you just want to jump right in? I feel like we're already we chit chatting and stuff. And I'm like, oh, we should hit record on this. I know the momentum this. is great. And I'm randomly reading the intro today mm-hmm. because you forced me to. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Our guest today is an Ohio boy currently making his Broadway debut, standing by as Elder Price in the Book of Mormon. Before he made his way to the Eugene O'Neill Theater, he toured the country in Wicked and Miss Saigon, covering Fierro and Chris, respectively. This star also appeared in the world premiere of Becoming Nancy and has performed in theaters across the country in Mamma Mia, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Footloose, Hairspray, and All Shook Up. He's appeared in film and television in Three Women, Club Allure, and Phantom. You also just might recognize him from Alaska, the drag queen's red music video. Dylan, I love that you threw that in there. That is so you. Our guest spreads his musical theater expertise, charm, and adventures on his massively popular TikTok account, where he's amassed nearly half a million likes and counting. We're so gagged to be chatting with this dog dad, vocal coach, and Broadway star. Please welcome to drama, Paul Schwenson. What an introduction. I'm going to have to steal that for my playbill bio. We'll, we'll send it your way. <laughs> That's better than what I have written. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that, a little bit of stuff I found from over the years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Alaska video reference was great. I feel like not many people uh, think of that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I remember seeing you and being like, I know him. 
I need to go and yeah. watch it. I don't remember. Well, that was with the long hair. Your too. hair is different. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you watch that, a lot of people won't realize that that's me. I'll I'll like show people in the cast and be like, oh, this is what I used to look like with long hair, and they're like, where are you? <laughs> I'm like the the, the, the Tarzan looking uh, guy there. <laughs> wait, how did that come to be? The long Alaska hair. Or the long Alaska. Hair? <laughs> um, we'll start with Alaska. Alaska works with one of my good friends, Nick Laughlin, who is a CCM and Mormon boy and Ohio boy. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved to LA during the pandemic and he reached out to me because he knew I was out there and was like, hey, we need, we're looking for like boy band style dancers for this music video. Are you available? And so that was my first time being in a music video and really doing backup choreography. I'm mainly singer actor first. Okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then it was like straight up boy band show choir choreography, which probably is my forte out of any of the styles ended up being a, a really fun experience was it just one day one day of filming and one day of rehearsal yeah okay yeah it was wow. it was a crazy long day it was at some studio that a lot of the drag queens will film at and do their podcast at and they're like if it's ever a two-day event you know that's like the major budget music video but they just <laughs> crank those out in one day it was it was nuts to see alaska just go through like look after look for like over 12 hours Wow. Yeah. And she looks amazing. I love that whole concept and that song that song is such a but it's too. it gets it gets stuck in my head still. It's a mm -hmm. good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did the long hair come from just quarantine not getting her hair cut and you're like, oh let's see where this can go? Yeah. Or were you growing it before? No. Well, I kind of was. I I um I did become a Nancy right before the pandemic and oh. that was set in like seventies, eighties. So we had to have a little bit of longer hair for that. And then I was like, oh, let me continue to grow this out. It was something I'd always want to do. And then I saw a picture of me from like New Year's Eve and I was like, I look terrible. <laughs> and I like shaved my hair basically right before the pandemic. And then pandemic hit and I was like, well, now I don't have to see anyone. So then I restarted to grow it back out. And it took, I, I didn't have a haircut for about two years, I think. Oh and my God. Yeah. The chop was right before I went to Wicked, actually. Okay. okay. But yeah, it was always something I wanted to do. And then I just could never commit through the awkward phases. But then living at home with my parents in Ohio for like the first eight months, which are probably the worst of growing out your hair. I was like, <laughs> okay, I can, I can push th through this. I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. We ended up in Cle the Cleveland area as well during the pandemic. And Never thought we'd be living with our parents again. Right. You know, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Did you all reconnect in a nice way though? We actually did. And so I kind of look at that time like, I mean, it was it was crazy and just interrupted all of our lives and it, it was really hard. But I did, if there's something positive to take away from it, I did get about six months with my parents that I probably never would have had in that in that way just like living at home full time and my mom's a flight attendant so she wasn't flying and working and my dad's an author so he, he's always at home but for your dad's an author my, da my dad my dad's an author and a comedy coach yeah oh my God. yeah so he's he's like kind of in like the entertainment world so for sure. he helped guide me through this but yeah it was, it was a special time that we got to spend together but my parents do live in a one-bedroom condo Oh, they downsized after you. Uh, yeah, flew the yeah. Coop. They they left our childhood house and then they moved into this condo on the river. So it's like beautiful in the summer, but very tiny. I was sleeping on an air mattress in the living room first six months of the pandemic, and then when the season started to change, and you know how it gets cold in Ohio, I was like, mm -hmm. 
I can't do this anymore. And so I called up like <laughs> three of my best friends from Miss Saigon. And I was like, what if we just got an Airbnb in LA? And so then we moved out to LA. The plan was for a month to begin with. And we extended the Airbnb to two months. And then we signed a lease in LA after that and ended up staying a little bit. But yeah, That's so after fun. six months with my parents in one bedroom, I was like, okay, I got to get out. I love you guys. This was great, but I got to go. <laughs> you watched every movie together. Oh, yeah. All, all stuff, the puzzles, so everything. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have your dog yet? No, I actually got my dog on Wicked. Yeah. Aww. And he, so I've had him for, I got him in July. So about a year and a half now. He's so cute. Yeah. There's been a dog wandering around. Is, is he going around? Yeah. A little bit. Kind of over there by, is, I don't know if that looks like Yeah. He's on the edge, uh, edge of the couch over there. He, he's loving the new apartment and, and the couch. He's just like tearing up the cushions and, and burrowing himself and everything. <laughs> but he's like a little, he loves to look out the window and watch. So now that I have the couch, he can like climb up and then look out the window. And then he just like oh. watches people and dogs all day long. It's his favorite activity. That's so cute. Yeah. And you rescued him I did. while you were on tour? Yeah. So we were in Boston and I was looking for a rescue dog and I wanted like a, a small like terrier type. I love like the scruffy, scraggly dog. People always say oh, he yeah. looks like he's from TV land, like that, <laughs> that, that type of dog. And so I was on pet finder, like every single day, just that, that was like my backstage activity <laughs> during wicked between every scene, I'd be backstage, like scrolling be like, okay, looking for a specific type of dog. Most gays are on grinder backstage. You're like, no, pet I'm finder. Not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he was actually in Nashville. And so I found him on probably a Friday and I messaged the rescue and I was like, if you can hold him till Monday, I will fly out on my day off, come pick him up. Like we can see it if it works, I'll spend the night Monday night and then Tuesday fly back if it's a fit. And so Monday I flew out and I met him at uh, a hotel downtown Nashville. And like, there was, there was no way we were not coming back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I picked him up, Tuesday flew back and then dropped him off at the hotel and went straight to the show. <laughs> it was it, it was nuts doing the puppy stage on the road. But after we kind of got through that, it was it was the best thing to have have a dog in like one kind of consistency on road life. I bet. And so now that we're we're in one place, he's kind of like, what's going on? Are we not are we not packing up yeah. the bags? Like, where's the suitcases? <laughs> what's his name? His name's Hudson. That's cute. Where does that come from? So if you want the long story, it is Lana Del Rey is is my number one, my number one singer, songwriter. I would not have picked you as a Lana stan. I know. Yeah, I got (laughs) I I posted that for my uh, Spotify wrapped and a lot of people were like, oh, okay. But no, I've, I've always been obsessed with Lana Del Rey. I feel like even the last year has been like a I've kind of gone back and listen to the early albums again. I'm like, oh yeah. And then it re reinvigorated my, my obsession with her. <laughs> and at the time, my favorite album was Norman fucking Rockwell. I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I was listening to that almost every single day in Boston. And I was like, well, what could I, what could I name my dog from this album? And I was like, Norman, no, not, not a Norman, not a fucking <laughs> Rockwell, rock, rock. Rock oh. Hudson. It's like, oh, and he's got such like a movie star face. And he's so he's like mm-hmm. so cute. And so I was like, Rock Hudson, Norman fucking Rockwell. I, I like the world that lives mm-hmm. in. So then I named him Hudson. And then oh. I moved back to New York. And we are kind of right on the Hudson. 
everything is named Hudson here. So I, I joke with him. I'm like, okay, there's your cafe. There's your coffee shop. There's your grocery store. He basically owns half the, half the neighborhood. He's got a Broadway theater. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Connor's obsessed with Rock Hudson. So this is. Uh, oh, nice. Have you seen the HBO documentary about him? The All That Heaven Allowed or All That Allows? There's a book and there's a documentary and they're both named something slightly. No, different. I haven't. Okay. But if you, if you haven't watched it yet. Oh my God. It's so good. It's like maybe an hour and 45 minutes long. So it's not like a really yeah long documentary it's fantastic rock hudson was such a slut yeah. in the best way and like <laughs> he was also such a dedicated actor too and a genuinely nice guy like everyone agrees you know in the research that went into the book that became the doc cannot recommend mm -hmm. it enough it's so good oh i'll have to go watch that yeah, yeah. okay um wait speaking of lana del rey so on the tunnel under ocean boulevard i'm obsessed uh -huh. with the grants the, the opening to the album that was my number one song of the year. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed. It's so it's, good. It, it is unbelievable. And and like when it's, I just love how different it is from the rest of her discography. Yeah. And even like the first time I played it, I, I had to double check my phone. I was like, am I playing Lana Del Rey right now? <laughs> yeah. But just so amazing. I, I love how it starts just so raw and in the studio with a mess up and then goes into this and, and just her lyric writing that that line that's like my grandmother's last smile i'll take that with me yeah, yeah. my my sister's firstborn child i'll take that too with me like it's it's just i think she's such a poet she, I love she's it. the poet laureate let's be honest she's really yeah. the one i love her yeah 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 i really want to go see her live but of course tickets are crazy to get to get to any concert oh, yeah. now and two what's up with all the fights at her concerts like <laughs> Her fans are literally like brawling <laughs> while she's up there singing like blue jeans, white shirt, like all these like melodramatic songs and her fans are full out fighting and trying to get, trying it to get the best something. Her, Yeah, so. it depends. I mean, if there's like a, uh, it does. like a pit situation, maybe that would encourage shoving. Right. Shoving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I might wait for the, the at home yes. movie. <laughs> you usually say too, she if she hasn't. would do like Radio City or something like that, like you'd at least be seated. Yeah. I don't really like to stand at a yeah. concert anymore. Yeah. I think I'm at that age now where it's. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I like to have the seat option, option. For sure. People really do get aggressive in those types of settings. Yeah. Speaking of an event where we were standing, I need to mention, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this because. I met you once in real life, and we did talk about this beforehand. When you were in town for Wicked, we were at a drag show at the famed, now disgraced, gay venue in Columbus. But yeah, it got taken over by different ownership, right? That's so sad. You keep your finger on the pulse, Paul. You really, you're updated. <laughs> yeah. You take the boy out of Ohio, but the um, the ownership like donates right. to like very conservative and anti-LGBT causes, so... That all kind of mm -hmm. came out. It is a that shame. Is it was shame. very much the premier venue. Because that was, yeah, that mm -hmm. was the place to be in Columbus. But no, I remember that night distinctly. Also because the Wicked cast, when I was there, it was not really like a going out and club cast. So that in itself was like a rare night that we got so many people to go out. It'd usually be if we were to go out, it would be for a drag show. And I, I think it was Violet Chachki and Gottmik who were there that I night. I think that makes sense. Yeah. We rallied the cast and got to go. I usually would kind of try to lead that stuff. I also think we saw Alyssa Edwards in Columbus, that same that same stop. Yes. She did like a, a theater show. It was like at yeah. another venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a seated show. That was a seated concert. And it was Thank great. Goodness. I was there with my boyfriend. Oh, you went? Yes. It was. I was like upstairs in like the balcony. I had a great view. Nice. Yeah. That was... I loved that and, She's and the, I mean, yeah 
hysterical. Like I could just listen to her go uh-huh. all day on that stage. Her like, I'll never forget her doing like a lip sync to this is me or something like that from greatest showman. And I was like, this is camp at this point. Like she was like, camp. hi, it, camp. yes, it was very Norma Desmond. Like she didn't have like a wig on and she was. Very yeah. Raw. Oh yeah. yeah. But we met, I, I saw you. I, I mentioned, I saw so many cute boys and I was like, this isn't the Columbus fair that I'm used to, you know, you, you get to know who's around. <laughs> And I was like, ah, uh-huh. it's the Ensemble Boys from Wicked. This is exciting. Ensemble Boys. <laughs> yeah, that was such a great night. And mm-hmm. I'm glad we we got to meet for the, that was the first time, right? Yeah, first time. And now, yeah. now you're in the drama fam. So buckle in. Yeah. You're part of this yeah. crew for life. But I want to get into tour life and everything that you've been experiencing. But I realized we jumped right in with talking to you about different things. We usually like to check in immediately with our guests and kind of meet them where they're at. Paul, are you well? You know, I am well. I think that that shows with how much we uh, <laughs> have already gone into this conversation. Yes. No, yeah, no, no, things are good. I'm so happy to be back in New York. I haven't really lived in New York full time since 2018. Wow. So it has been it has been a while and I'm, I'm so happy to be in one place mm-hmm. for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, th- things are good and well. I have to ask about this gorgeous boyfriend that you've got on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised you got to it before. Well, I mean, you guys are like picture perfect. It seems like you guys just are so happy. Does he live in New York as well? He does not, okay. actually. My boyfriend, Billy, lives in Chicago. We met when Wicked was there. And oh. of course, Wicked was there for 10 weeks. Oh, we met week nine, the, <laughs> the end of week nine. And so I was like, if you want to get a drink tomorrow, I'm in town for another week. Like meet me but at yeah, Splash was... or Sidetrack. And that's, right. that's that. <laughs> yeah, no, we actually met. Wicked was doing a benefit concert at Soho House. <laughs> and it was actually the day that my dog Hudson got neutered. So I almost, I almost didn't even go to the concert. And... I got up there and I performed first and I was like, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I have to rush out as soon as I'm done with the song. My dog just got his nuts chopped off. <laughs> and I sang, and I sang Cry Me a River. Oh, and yeah. it was like from the perspective of Hudson. And, and then dashed out of there. But then Billy, Billy had been there to see it. And so he reached out to me and was like, you were, you were so great. I tried to find you and come up to you afterwards, but you snuck away too fast. And so we ended up hanging out almost every single night that week before the show left. And then we went to DC and we were able to schedule trips back and forth. And so we have been doing long distance for over over a year now. Oh my um, gosh. But yeah, he is he is the sweetest and and a nicest boyfriend person I've, I've ever met. He's he's great. Is he in the theater world at all? If he was at that event or he's not. Just, he actually okay. he works for Mars the chocolate oh, cool. company. So like when we were first starting to date, he was bringing me like boxes of chocolate, like the industrial <laughs> packs of M&Ms that have like the 24 king size packs. And oh, I yeah. was like, I'm so flattered, but you have to stop. I am like coming uh-huh. home and having like three packs after every show. <laughs> it's giving Wonka. Yeah, yeah, very much that. He's, he's my chocolatier. Um, <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, but he, but he still, he gets the world. He sees show. He, like he, he saw Wicked before knowing oh, nice. that I was in it. So that that's how he went to the Soho House concert. He was like, oh, the Wicked cast is performing. I want to go and, and see it. And then actually that weekend, I was on his Fiero all weekend. Oh. And it, it had been the first time in, it was over six months at that point. 
And so even when we had like our first date, I was like, oh yeah, I, I understudy Fiero, but I, I really never get the chance to do it. It'd be awesome if it ever lined up, but like, I, I don't know how you could ever really get to see it. And then it was like Saturday morning, I called him, I was like, can you get to the show right now? I'm on. <laughs> and so then he ended up coming that entire weekend to see me do even before he saw the white fiero pants he was like, right man. <laughs> usually that's what gets him but uh right. yeah <laughs> yeah it was it, it was awesome yeah i think he ended up going to the show about 10 or 11 times before i left yeah he was just he he was always down always at the lottery playing to get those tickets yeah lottery literally <laughs> yeah right no one time he got a free ticket oh he my got God. a free i've never heard of this happening to anyone in any show i've ever done he walked up we were in miami and he went to the box office and he was like oh my boyfriend's on for fiero tonight is there any kind of discounted seat or obstructed view i can get and they literally just slid him a ticket and i was like I have never, like, even in the show, we don't get comps. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then he just walks up and gets a free ticket. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he just he's always his down. handsome smile. I'm I know. I'm like, of course that worked. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> oh, it. That's so nice. I did long distance for like, oh. almost five years with my boyfriend. So stay strong. Five yeah, years. Wow. Now we're living together here in Columbus. So it'll be worth it in the end. Oh, amazing. You'll, you'll make it through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, lots of that's great. You guys made five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah lots of FaceTimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we ask all of our guests in addition to checking in we do like to hear about what got you into the arts we borrow the term ring of keys from the musical fun home because we like to think of it as maybe an experience where you know the light switch flipped on and you were like oh my god i love this so much and identify with it in a way that's bigger than just you know watching a movie seeing a piece of theater i need to be a part of it do you feel like you had a ring of keys moment i feel like I almost always knew my entire life that this is what I wanted to do. I did my first musical when I was six years old with my parents. Actually, we did community theater in Ohio. We did Bye Bye Birdie. Nice. And so my dad and I auditioned when I was six. He was like, I, I saw Joseph at our local high school. And then I became obsessed with Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I had the VHS with Donny Osmond and like carried that around everywhere. Every family party I was like putting in and I was like, who wants to watch? And everyone's like, not again, Paul. <laughs> and Maria Friedman, director of Mary Libby Roll Along was the narrator. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's her. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. I mean, I haven't watched it in so long. I haven't connected that. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I was, I was obsessed with that. He was like, okay, do you want to go do your own musical? And so I said, sure. So we auditioned and my mom, who is fully tone deaf, and it admits it herself, she she knows. My dad and I auditioned and she was like, oh, well, I, I wanna be a part of it, I wanna be a part of it. So she came into the room and she was like, you guys don't have to put a mic on me. Like, I just wanna stand on stage, I wanna be a part of it. And they were like, Debbie, we have to hear you sing something. And so the three of us sang Happy Birthday. And <laughs> then they, they ended up casting us all. So that was kind of our summer family project. So from that point, I had like, the theater bug and had continued doing musicals and, and theater camp all the way growing up. And so I, I think I always knew that it's what I wanted to do. I guess I was just trying to figure out if logistically it was smart or feasible. And maybe the moment that I made like the, yes, this is what I'm going to try. I, I was trying to think, and I, it's probably around glee time in, oh. in high school. I was huge in show choir like i was so obsessed with it that was like my favorite extracurricular activity and we were in ohio where glee was set and in show like to be in show choir and obsessed with glee at that time like that was just like 
that was like the coolest mm-hmm. thing in my mind. Oh, for sure. It was revolutionary. And so I was like, that's when I really was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. I'm obsessed with this. Let's go full force. So like around 2010, 11, around that time. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, we grew up also obsessed with Glee. What year did you graduate? 2013. 2013. Okay. okay. What we are graduated you guys? The year 2012. Before, 2012. So, okay. but same, it was yeah. like so crazy to be in Ohio and we'd be like, yeah, it would definitely be snowing in Lima right now. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Sure. Glee was the moment. I feel like it really, really was, like you said, revolutionary in, in the way it shook mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it would happen again because people don't really watch TV week to week in that way. But I can remember like the music would drop like the day of or something and you could hear the songs before the episode came out. And like there was this girl that we were in choir with who would like always listen to it. And I'd be like, no, I need to see it in the episode first. You know, I need the context. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they were <laughs> such such great storytellers with with the songs. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, now I understand. Like, <laughs> why bust the windows out your car? Like, I, I now see the vision in it. That's so yeah. funny. Our friend, our friend Poot, aka Jimmy, who loves your TikTok, by the way, he often lives by the law of the Glee version was probably better than the original. <laughs> that, that's how my yes. roommate in LA was. We'd be like in the house and he would be playing like the Glee version of uh-huh. it's just better. <laughs> a lot of the Christmas songs yeah. though, I will say, like I hear them at like Macy's yeah, they- or I've been shopping this week and I've heard like Mercedes or Amber Riley singing you know, <laughs> different things. I'm like, and I do, do love the Leah Michelle name. last Christmas. I do yeah, love the Leah They keep yeah, popping Leah up Michelle. on like my Christmas stations right now. And I'm like, is that pentatonic circle right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> Usually you'll be on the mark with one of those. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. Yeah. Wait, so with your dad, who was, was an author and a comedy coach, did he, do you feel like he encouraged you then with like when you were in a show and you were trying to punch something up or did, did he kind of let you fly on your own? He absolutely was there for every step of the way and like <laughs> encouraging me in, in the best way. He was definitely the healthy version of a stage Good. stage dad, but he'd be like sitting in, in, in the back of the auditorium for like all the rehearsals when I was a kid and like needed like a, a chaperone or supervisor there uh-huh. and like would come home and help me run lines. And he, he plays piano by ear and like would we would sing together. So he was also always like helping me figure out what my dream was and my passion was. He was just always like the biggest proponent of whatever makes you happy. Just follow that full force. He helped guide me in this. He's always like, if you don't want to do it, like we can, we'll figure something else out. And I was like, no, 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 this is what I'm, I'm passionate about. So I, I was really lucky to have him along the way and his business side of it. Like he made my first resumes. He helped me get like my headshot and, and, yes. and all of that together for college because I, even though I was involved in the arts and music things, I don't feel like I was as prepared as some of my other friends who went to CCM. Mm-hmm. Like they were doing like the Michigan musical theater camp and they were doing all these summer programs and had their headshots printed from reproductions and had their <laughs> cuts. And that was all kind of new to me. Like I was doing community theater and, and, and show choir and high school musicals, but not in so much of like a sense that I felt like prepared. Yes, I have this package that I've been working for. I kind of just like threw together my audition for CCM last minute. And it, and it was the only program I actually auditioned for. Oh, wow. I, I was like, if I get into CCM, cool. This is like what I'm going to go do. If i not, maybe I need to like take some time. And I was like, I'm going to go, I'll go study. I wanted to be a foreign exchange student in Spain for you. I was like, I'll go do my senior year again. And then like <laughs> piece together more of a package, but let me see what happens this year. Oh my wow, God. That's thank, so funny. Thank goodness it yeah. happened that way. Though. I know. I was like, thank God I had a good, I had a good day. 
Yeah. It's like if, one, if I had one bad day, like my life, like you could see your life branching out in different paths. It'd be like, I would probably be on this one right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you been to Spain yet? I have been to Spain. Yeah, I went to Barcelona with my mom right before I started my first semester of college. Oh, good. I'm yeah, glad you still yeah. got to do it then. Yeah, right. Yeah. But when, when I was in middle school, we hosted a foreign exchange student from France. And so that was like, I, I, that inspired me so much. And I was like, oh, I want to, I, I want to have that experience. I think it's so great to travel and see the world. And then I feel like I got, I got lucky doing two tours to kind of see that on the America side. Yeah. And Miss Saigon was the first tour you did, right? It was. Yeah. Went out in, um, was that 2018 in the fall of 2018. Okay. Um, I did, and I did the show for about 11 months. Wow. Yeah. I love Miss Saigon. It has some bops. Oh my God. Who are we just talking about it with Dylan? Oh, Katie, Katie Rose, Katie Rose Clark. Clark. Yeah. 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 But I really, I mean, especially even Oblazada, I could listen to her sing those songs any day. Like she's beyond. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I saw, I, I think I saw her on Broadway twice for, before I started auditioning and I was just like obsessed. And that show is, is one of my favorite shows of all time. Just the music is mm-hmm. so sweeping and beautiful. Like I, I love like a full orchestra and, and those big arrangements. And I think it's just some of, of the best music. You, you, you start the show and it's Heat is on in Saigon. Why God, Sun and Moon, like uh. all, movie in my mind. Like it's, you're like another hit after hit for like the <laughs> first six songs. It's, it's so impressive. Yeah. Yes. And was that the tour version of the one that Eva was in on Broadway? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Same, same thing, but we had a different helicopter. It okay. was actually, I think, three feet bigger. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was interesting that they made a bigger one to take around to all these touring houses. <laughs> yeah, what a showstopper, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. And and I think they they rebuilt it knowing what could go wrong with it. So then they also fixed a okay. lot of that for the, for the tour production. Was that a positive experience going on tour? Yeah, I loved it. And it was really great setting the show because I felt like we were this was a lot of people's first tour or like biggest credit. And so we were all so excited to be there and to set it and kind of bond with the cast and then go through tech week and, and starting it was, was such a great experience. And I met, I met some of my best friends that I still have to this day from that show. The LA roommates. And the LA roommates, like, like people who are just like down for anything. And it was, it was such a great time. I met one of my best friends, Myra Malloy, who was the Kim alternate. We got to do oh. Kim and Chris together sometimes. It was a really great experience. I, I loved that. Amazing that your first touring experience was so good. And yeah. That you really were kind of on the, the ground floor of building it up because sometimes like I look with Wicked, you're thrown into like a well-oiled machine and it's probably a little bit different. So. Yeah, a very different experience to kind of just step into something that has been running for so long. And it's kind of like, a, a, and people have been there. We had someone in the cast who had been there for 14 years wow. on, on tour. Yeah, had opened it from the beginning when it opened in Chicago. And and so it's <laughs> it was it's just two different work environments to, to step into something that is doing its thing and, and works and something that you have kind of built from the ground up with Miss Saigon. Yeah. Now, did you get to go on as Chris a lot? I think I did Chris about maybe 12 or 13 times. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Festa was our Chris and he was just a beast. Like he would do show after show. It was, it was really impressive. But I, the first time I got to go on actually was in Cleveland. Oh, my oh God. yeah. And I think that was maybe five, five months into the show being open okay and so my my family was just like how are we going to get to see this like you haven't been on yet like we'll figure it out but it's going to be difficult and then 
in Cleveland, Anthony and our other understudy got sick. And so I did the first time I went on, I did the full five show weekend and which was so stressful just because that show is such a beast. It's three hours all singing the whole, the whole show is sung. So I was like, okay, let's, we'll figure this out. Like if I have this endurance and stamina to, to do this whole five show weekend and got through it and got to have like all of my family and friends come. I had like some of my best friends who were in Ohio state drive up to Cleveland and, and see the performances that weekend. Aww, so it was, it was so, so special that, yeah, I got to do it in, in my hometown for the first time and then got to have so many reps. Yeah. We went to Ohio State. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Go yeah. Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Was this? Yes. Wait, they kept the nudity in the tour, right? With Chris's butt. With Chris's butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My mom laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I warned them that that was coming. And then which is just such a funny moment. Like right before I got it's just like a little uh, another moon to be seen on stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Were you nervous for that? Um, a little. I was just like, I was more like embarrassed that my family was there. And it's like, because sure. I think it's, it's just mm-hmm. supposed to be like a little like peekaboo. And then <laughs> depending who is on, would, would choose how much they were going to show. Oh, got you. Okay. okay, okay. And so then with Wicked, did you go on for Fiero a lot more times? Because, that you know, a dozen times is a lot, but comparatively, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Fiero, I did Wicked for about two years. The first year, not so much. I did, our Fiero took a vacation, so I got to do that whole week. So that was awesome. I I had that planned and then I was in Omaha and I got to have like my parents fly down for that. But but our our, um, first year, not so much. The guy was another just tank, like every single show. (laughs) Year two, I got to go on a little bit more. So I think I've, I probably have done Fiero around... I think it was in tw- around the 24 mark, 25. Nice. On tour specifically, I, I feel like a lot of people push through and, and will do the show. It's like, otherwise you're kind of just like in the middle of of some city you're not familiar with. And you're like, all right, it's not like I just like yeah. need the night off. I need to rest and recover. It's like, I might as well, I'm away from everything in my life. So I might as well go in and give a performance. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting difference, you know, but I'm sure you're totally right. Was Wicked a total dream to be in. Oh my gosh, you know, we, were, yeah. we grew up around the same time. I'm sure it was highly impressionable on you. Oh yeah. When it came out, yeah. It was such a dream show to be a part of. And I saw it for the first time in Cleveland. And it's it's just such an iconic piece that has shaped everything in this industry. And so to be a part of it, especially with a show that is still running on Broadway. And so the only way to be a part of it is to be in the national tour or on Broadway. It just felt like stepping into a legacy piece and sure. to have this honor of, to be the select people who have, who can do this show. It was such a dream come true. Like the first, I remember like the first night, just we're all huddled around the lights in the middle for the opening sequence. I just like turned to my friend Jackie next to me. I was like, we're doing wicked right now. And she was like, yeah, Paul. <laughs> but it was just, it was such a pinch me moment to do that show and, and hear the opening. Like it, it, it's just such a cool feeling. Are you excited for the movie? I'm so excited. I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love the casting. Ariana Grande is Glinda. She's like the most, most popular pop star girl in the world. Like she is going to mm-hmm. be perfect. I love Cynthia Revo. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to hear their voices together. I think it's going to be so good. Totally. And Jonathan Bailey, who's obviously having a moment now with fellow travelers. Have you watched I know. it yet? I, ha- I was actually talking to um, the Elder uh, Cunningham standby 
last night in the dressing room. I haven't watched it yet. Well, I usually wait for an entire season of something to come out so we can, mm -hmm. so I can binge it. Is it done now? Should it's I, done. Can I start? Finished. You can start. It finished okay. last week. It is so good. It's a okay. little heavier than I thought it would be, but I guess yeah. I actually didn't know the plot other than it's like a gay love story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved it. You're, uh, I think you're going to love it. Matt it's Bomer so is like my celebrity crush, my number one. So I'm like, oh, get ready. I, and get and I ready. love Jonathan Bailey. So I'm very excited to start it. I know. I need to get on it too. Cause it's not on, it's either on stars or showtime, but it's okay. on Paramount plus if you have like that add on or whatever. Okay. But, um, okay, Paul, really quick. You mentioned elder Cunningham. You're obviously in book of Mormon yes. standing by mm -hmm. for elder price, which we both got to see you do mm -hmm. it at different performances, but yeah. you were so great. Thank you. Thank oh you my so God. much. And what a funny show. I mean, I haven't seen it in honestly, eight, eight, eight years, maybe. Years. Yeah. No and way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So good. You were amazing. Yeah. Wait, the yeah, guy playing Elder Cunningham, Cody Jameson Strand. Unbelievable. Oh my yeah. God. Like <laughs> he is so funny. He cracks me up nonstop on stage and off stage. I did a mid-show swing on and oh, wow. the line in actor in act two when after Spooky Mormon Hell Dream, where he's like, I'm like, Elder Cunningham, are you serious? That's amazing. And he's like, Elder Price, hey. Like, cause he, he's mad at me. He went, <laughs> he went, Elder Price, you look different on stage. And lit the, it, it was perfect because the audience needed to like acknowledge uh -huh. that I, I was a different actor. So he like broke that awkwardness and also made a huge laugh out of it. I almost broke. And, um. and the, the laughter and applause held for literally like over a minute. It was, wow. it was so funny. But he he is incredible. It's his voice combined with the timing Perfect. that just really works. Yeah, how is his voice in good health? You're yeah. a vocal coach. Like, how does he do this? Like I don't know, because he's like <laughs> he's screaming like nonstop, like growling and screaming, even just like an ad libs on stage. I'm like, his mic's not even on, and he's like backstage, just like whistle toning. He is he is just he's incredible. He's a beast. He's he's so awesome to work with. That's so good to hear. Yeah. I mean, you were absolutely sensational. You were invested in every moment of the show because I think it can be a little corny or you can view price in a certain way. But you were bright eyed and your voice sounded so strong. And I think I saw you. It was like end of September, I want to say. Thank you. It was were like you the at day of the Broadway flea market? Were, were you at my my first night? It was a Sunday night, so I don't know if you went on okay. at all that then weekend otherwise. My, but it was like a rare Sunday night show, and I was like, my, there's nothing else going on. I've always wanted yeah, to see it Yeah, it's like one of the only shows go. that has yeah. uh, a Sunday night. But So then you, you saw my first weekend. I went on... I think so. I had, I, I had my put-in on Friday, and after my put-in at like 4.30, they were like, can you do the show tonight? I was like, <laughs> um, might as well. Let, let's go. So it, I think it had been like, I had been there for two and a half weeks. And I'd also, I'd never seen Book of Mormon before I joined the company. Never? And wow. Never. I was like, I'm going to love this. And I want to see it in person instead of like finding a slime tutorial or something online. Right, and, right. And I was like, and it's, it's around, it's not, so like when I had time to go see a show, which is really hard when you are in a show, I would usually go see something that I was like, I knew was closing. And I was like, oh, Book of Mormon right. will be around. I will see that eventually. And then... I saw it when I joined the company for the first time. So it was really, that was, that was probably one of the craziest moments of my career was, I mean, I, I had listened to the album maybe once kind of when it came out, mm -hmm. but wasn't really familiar 
with any of the songs. I think I sang I Believe in college for like a, for okay. a, a vocal coaching class once. Yeah. But to newly learn this material and just like to, to be like not so familiar with the music as like other shows that I had grown up listening to, I was like, this is so wild to like be in this. And like Elder Price doesn't leave the stage for like the first 50 minutes of the show. Oh my God. Um, so it was, it, it was nuts, but such an incredible experience. So, so you saw that first weekend where I was still like, you were great piecing it together. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Your, I believe you, you know, you really did body that. So <laughs> you did well with that one. <laughs> Thank you. That is, that is one of my favorites. Okay. So we're sadly wrapping up here, but before we say goodbye, we do like to end on a dose of drama. You know, this is something that we, you know, have on our minds and our hearts, something we want to recommend to our listeners to go out there in the world and consume. And I realized that maybe because of the way we've recorded Dylan, I have not been able to talk about going to see the Beyonce Renaissance film in theaters. And oh my God, have either of you seen it? Not yet. No, I saw the concert, but I haven't seen the film. Oh, okay. I I, I missed the concert. Mm -hmm. But this film isn't just a you know straight concert presentation. It's a true documentary style. It's not only looking into the, what the tour represents, but it's her life. It's her relationship with her daughter. It's her relationship with her her family, her friends. It is amazing. It really shows her as a businesswoman and the mind behind her art. Cannot recommend it enough. It was unbelievable. It is very long. It is very, very long. I mean, this is the year of long <laughs> movies with like Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon and Oppenheimer, but absolutely worth it. And seeing it in a movie theater was great because the sound was just wild and mm. the screen, this huge screen. She's probably the best we have. I mean, mm-hmm. she is quite the performer, obviously, but seeing how much thought and care and how much she's had to kind of fight for control of her career was just fascinating. And I feel like she lets us into her life in a new way in this film. So cannot recommend it enough. I I'm sure it'll stream at some point, but yeah, so good. I can't wait. I love to see her backstage presence mm-hmm. yeah. where she I like how she's just so, such a part of every decision and mm-hmm. just such a genius. She really yeah, is. There was that other one for her Coachella was it homecoming? homecoming. It was called? Homecoming. And that was very good. I actually watched that while camping out overnight for rush tickets to Hades Town. So I was <laughs> you did sort of in a strange, blurry. Yeah. Um, speaking of Eva Noblesada, but anyways, um, I love that Connor. I need to see that. My dose of drama is I, since we were talking about drag earlier, my what's looking like my last book of the year that I'm finishing is Sasha Velour's manifesto of drag. It's called The Big Reveal. It is fascinating. Um, I feel like Sasha's been sort of in the news lately about people con- contesting whether her win was was valid. It's it's really been an interesting. Oh, really? Um, Why? I've seen a lot of online chatter. People think that she won because of the reveal and that it was just she was the first person to win win the show that didn't have the most challenge wins. But wasn't so. that the first season that they did the lip sync finale? It was. So it she was. won that lip sync. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing is like we thought like every every finale until that point was basically whoever won the most challenges. And then at that point, it became a reveal contest. Yeah. Yeah. But she she did that with the Mm -hmm. reveals. Yeah. Um, Even like the Meet the Queens that they just released for season 16. A lot of the queens were talking about like the moment that they'll remember forever was Sasha with the rose petals. And so it, it really yeah. did change the culture of at least drag on television. And I'm sure in real life, I mean, I've seen so many reveals in real life now, but um, yeah. it's a very good book. It's a lot about the history of drag tied in with her own personal experiences with it. And she's a genius. She was like a Fulbright scholar. Like it's just a really 
really great book. So oh if anyone needs a stocking stuffer idea, I highly recommend The Big Reveal by Sasha Valore. Love it. Cool. Paul, do yeah. you have a dose of drama? Yeah. Right now, while I've been setting up my apartment, I've had all those claymations from ABC. Oh. Do you remember those Christmas yes. Um, yes. claymations? <laughs> the stop motion cartoons. I've had those on and they are just such a joy to go back and watch. There's there's some good music in them. That oh, little yeah, like yeah. penguin song, put one foot in front of the other. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. And so I've had those on. Heat Miser, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're so great to go back and watch and just so nostalgic for me. So I've I've had those on and it's been a real treat. Oh, I love What's that. What's the name of that elf who's a dentist? Is he in that as well? Oh yeah. Herbie? What's his name? Is it Herbie? It might be Herbie. I think so. Yeah, yeah he's like yeah. He, he's like, I want to grow up and be a dentist. That's in uh -huh. the Rudolph yes. Um, one. Uh, yes. Oh so my god, that's so cute. Okay, that will make me feel very cozy and in the spirit. So Connor, when I'm home, we need to absolutely put on one of those. Totally. <laughs> Great dose of drama, Paul. This has been so much fun. You're yeah. such a nice, I mean, there's something about the Midwest. I've always said it. I know, right? Sweet, genuine Midwest guy. boys. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Best. I'm so happy that we've got you on drama at this point in your career, because I, I do feel like the sky is the limit. There's so much more in store for you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This has been such a joy. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. Now everyone can just find you at Paul Schwenson on Instagram and at and same thing on TikTok, right? And TikTok. Yeah. Paul Schwenson okay. everywhere. Love Beautiful. It. Uh, yeah, everyone's got to follow the TikTok. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. And while everyone's following Paul, we're at the drama podcast. Dylan is at Dylan McDowell. I'm at Connor McDowell. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. drama.